the universe. So, is my new favorite way to do dishes to do them in the bathtub? Boy, can you get a lot of dishes done in the bathtub all at once. I mean, and you get to take a shower, so there's that. It's not my new favorite way, but it's funny how anything new after a routine of forever, like doing dishes in the sink in the kitchen, just like washing dishes in the stream while you're camping, well, that's a little too romantic for hauling your dishes into the bathtub because the pipes underneath the kitchen sink broke, but there's still an element of similarity there. And, uh... Especially if you're willing to put your mental game into the position of, huh, this little quirky adventure will be fun. And fuck, I'm getting a lot of dishes clean while I'm also wrinkling up all over my body. But pause. Speaking of wrinkles, let's go get some on my brain. Note to self. I think a book to reread would be A Wrinkle in Time. Unnote to self. Note to self. I hate when I see a twin... And I recognize that it's the other twin, but then I can't think of their name. So I look like I walk past them thinking, wait a second, I, you know? I mean, maybe you don't. That one's weird. Probably all me. And then I think, hmm, would I ever fuck a midget? I mean, I would. Not, not like for the cachet of having fucked a midget, because I love them. But there is a book that, believe it or not, two people have given me. And it's about fucking a dwarf. So, I got that going for me. And, yeah, 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 I'm sure you want to know the name of the book. Uh, I can tell you it starts with a K, because I can picture where it is on the bookshelf. Keep clear? No, that's definitely not it. Anyway, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Alright, I'll take myself to task for bringing up topic matter, expanding on topic matter, then doubling down on said expansion of topic matter, and then telling you, fuck you, it doesn't matter. Oh, universe! Oh, universe! Wait, how far does... How far does the AI listen in? Well, I'm sure they're indexing the entire width of podcasts now. And YouTube videos. So, I don't think it matters if I wait three minutes or... Six minutes, or 16 minutes, or 66 minutes. If I toss this little gem, which, oh, I really want to toss into the universe right now. Well, I'll just say this. My interaction with lilies has been a lot of column B and a lot of column C. So maybe this will be some proper column A lily? Let's hope. Pause. And yes, nobody says it better than Lily Allen. Alright, I would only go that far because anything else is gratuitous. And while I'm willing to be gratuitous, I'm not willing to be gratuitous with others' intellectual property, even though I don't believe in intellectual property. And even though I would marry Lily Allen, having never met her in person... That's not enough to play three seconds of her song. Well, then, I don't even have to say it, do I? Pause. So, I'm still totally kicking myself right straight up the hiney for the fucking ironic commentary. I wonder if I'll get over that in 2023.
because I know I won't get over it in 2022. Huh. I hate those gratuitous see you next year jokes, and I just made one. God dang it. Pause. I gotta smoke a lot more weed, and I probably have to take a shower. So let's do this. Let's get to the 420 mark, and then I'll say, I'll see you after 420. Pause. So, would, did that mean I was gonna come back? Or were we done? I, I mean, I can't be done after 420. That's nothing. That's half a Spotify ad where I misuse the word ironic. So, since the dog wasn't even here, I mean, she's got to fall asleep in the middle. And that's going to take another 10 minutes. So, listen, let me get this shower thing in because I probably got some dishes in there I got to follow up on. And, uh, you know, I could take 14 more bong hits and then... Well, then let's pluck some gem of wisdom out of the universe of philosophy and interesting things to say, and well, we'll take it from there and see where it goes. Everybody cool with that? I know I am, so that means everybody is. Later, Tater. Man, my cat looks so comfortable. 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 Another one of those awesome C words, like cat or Calgon, take me away. See, I got that hot shower on the brain. Maybe I'll take a Calgon bath. Can you still take those in this century? But probably not. And of course, no unintended copyright infringement or uh, a trademark infringement on the term Calgon. Even if it can no longer take us away, I still respect its commercial advertisements of the 70s because as a child of the 70s, well, I still am speaking their slogans today. So apparently those slogans worked. Right? Oh, hello, Phoebe. Want to take a bath? <laughs> Phoebe never wants to take a bath. Fuck no, I don't want to take a bath. Quit asking. Well, she didn't give me that face because she's too sweet. But she gave me that mental thought. And now she's giving me, can I have a cookie? Of course you can. I'm going into the bathtub. What do I care? Pause. All right. I, I, I hate, I hate second guessing myself. I suppose we all do, right? That's, that's not cool. Nobody wants to second-guess themselves. And while I'm second-guessing myself on whether or not I should have decided to get more fucking propane gas, what the hell? What's happened here? This sucker was burning tight this morning. I think there might be a leak in my little uh, propane thing. Uh, I, I know that's of interest to everybody listening, which is why I shared. But beyond sharing that moment, I had another moment to share. Damn it! Well, um... That moment would have been uh, a moment about, uh, shit, I don't know. Hold on. Oh, right. Second-guessing myself. Well, as much as I hate second-guessing myself, I hate forgetting that I was second-guessing myself almost as much as I hate second-guessing myself because then I have to remember to second-guess myself about that thing I was second-guessing myself instead of just... Letting it go, sooner or later it's going to crop back up and I'll be like, oh yeah, that's what I was thinking about that time I was second-guessing myself. I was second-guessing my opinion of my own cookies. Right. Critical shit, right? But when, when I was out of flour making chocolate chip cookies and I went to Sprouts and what they have, of course they have like almond flour that's $78 a pound and then they had Something on sale from ten ninety nine to three ninety nine, and I'm pretty sure it was chickpea flour or garbanzo bean flour or something unusual. 
well, I thought I only needed like a couple of cups of it. And so I get three and a half and it turns out I need all three and a half to go with the three and a half of what I've got, which is also including one cup of that almond flour. So this is what I end up making into chocolate chip cookies. And yesterday they were terrible. I thought they were just awful. But today, they're significantly better. And I know this isn't fair because nobody can compare them to yesterday. But so disappointed in them, I was, I was, I thought about just throwing the rest of the cookie dough out. And I have another sandwich bag full of cookie dough. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to cook those tonight and have them ready to go in the day one test category. And then have the day, what will be day three, bag of cookies ready to go in a second test category. The question is, is this a test I should only do for myself, or is this the kind of test that's totally fucking annoying when your coworker comes to work and says, okay, I just want anybody to tell me if they think there's any difference between these two cookies, and if they taste like shit, or if they taste like Shinola. I don't know, if a coworker came and asked me those kinds of questions, I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's do this, because I hate my job. Pause. Stop. Stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to take that shower. I have no idea how long I've recorded. I'm going to guess somewhere in the neighborhood of eight to nine minutes. And uh, that's probably how long it'll take me to get in that shower and uh, figure out how to get them dishes done. So, see you in about 30. I suppose that answer would land squarely on, it depends on how good the fucking cookies are. Does anything else have any bearing in the entire situation? Well, yes. Apocalyptic catastrophe would have a bearing. If that were to happen, then those cookies would all of a sudden seem a hell of a lot more valuable than, say, a, what, uh, 2802 battery? Well, maybe not. Maybe a battery would be even more valuable than some damn cookies. But when the apocalypse comes, everything's up for grabs. Things change, so don't be so dismissive of my cookies, especially if you're my coworker. Then be nice and tell me you really like these, even when you throw it out in the bathroom because it put it in your pocket. Pause. Okay. So, in the first ten minutes, I've been pretty high. I have no idea what I really talked about, and I'm not going to have any chance of remembering when I get out of the shower. In fact, I'll probably forget I was doing this recording all together, and this will be something I stitch together tomorrow with some apology. But if that doesn't happen... And I do get back here, and I remember that I was doing this, and that I had to finish it, and that there's about 10 minutes more of material that I should include if I want to get to the sitcom length of 22 minutes and 30 seconds. Well, do they still only do seven? No, they do eight and a half minutes of commercials, right? No? Isn't it? Or is it nine? Is it 21? Fuck, who knows? Greedy motherfuckers. But let's assume it's still back in the 80s, and so we're doing 22 and a half minute sitcoms. So I want to get to 22 and a half minutes at least. Otherwise, I've just mailed it in. So when I get back, I want to explain why there is so much um, to question about Sandy Hook in just one regard. The one that got me absolutely saying, well, that's fucked up and never was answered. And proves some serious fucking malfeasance. I know nobody wants to hear this shit, but I'm going to explain one point of view, the one that I had, 
the experience I went through and why that fucking event still shakes me. And yes, I know we have been lied to about it. And I don't really care. So to the liars, to the schemers, to the Illuminati, to the goddamn lizards in skin suits, or whoever the fuck you are that are pulling the grand charades of all time, what are you getting out of it? Well, I can tell you what you're not getting out of it is any return on your soul's investment in eternity. And maybe some of you lizard skin suit wearing humans are 500,000 year old creatures that don't have souls. So you don't give a fuck. Or maybe I'm strictly talking to an entire program of Sims AI automatons. And then I guess I don't give a fuck. But the only thing that matters is helping each other out. Acquisition, one-upping, totem pole climbing, stepping on others on your way up the ladder. All of that shit is soul-sucking. All of it's the wrong path. And all of it leads to a big, fat question mark the size of the Riddler all over your forehead. Yep. And nobody wants Jim Carrey dancing on their forehead. Nobody. Not even Michael Keaton. Well, but Michael Keaton can pull it off. I mean, that guy can act in any capacity, even with Jim Carrey overacting in the same movie. <gasps> they weren't in the same movie. <gasps> that was the Val Kilmer movie. Oh, the bad Batman. Although Uma Thurman was in it. All right, I got to go to the shower. Wait, are we back to 420 on this clip? All right, I'm waiting for 420 because it's only 416, which makes this 418, which makes this 420. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Well, just ask Fuzzy Wuzzy. Because Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy had no hair. Fuzzy Wuzzy wasn't very fuzzy, was he? Back to the show after the shower. All right, universe. Freshly showered am I. And feeling the cleanse of both my body and some more kitchen dishes. Well, I feel pretty accomplished. I didn't get everything in the house I would have liked to have gotten done done because there's still some flooding shit to deal with. I'm just not up for the job. I'm dirty enough. Well, I was dirty enough. Now I'm clean. But, pardon me. The disruptions of life are, oops, excuse me. That was a huge carbonated burp. I'm glad I hit pause. Um, the disruptions of life, like these pipes, that you could have avoided had you just thought to turn off the goddamn water to the kitchen. I mean, that's just a dumb mistake. And I even admitted beforehand that I was being rather cavalier about it because I know I got a bunch of pecs and other stuff that I could turn to if I had to to put together enough of a kitchen sink flow of water to get by. But, hmm. Well, I'll talk about why I'm just getting by in my house some other day. Not today, because what came to mind in the shower, as it always does, is um, the age at which I first had a crush. Hang on. Okay. This one's tough to nail down because there's the early stupid stuff you do, like playing doctor or playing whatever, uh, or 
playing uh, parents where, you know, you kiss each other because that's what your parents do. But you're grossed out by it. So I don't consider my first kiss with Tracy in the first grade to count or any of those other mimicky kisses. But what I did remember was my parents, probably from the time I was in second grade, so seven, eight years old to probably 12. <coughs> Excuse me. I remember when we went to California on our own. And um, so that 12-year-old trip to California may have been the first um, non-co-family summer vacation. But my family and my dad's college buddy and their wife and kids we all used to go on a quintessential Colorado vacation to a place called Riley's Ranch, and it doesn't exist anymore, but it was fishing and horseback riding and all that stuff, and uh, and so uh, we would um, we would finish the trip in Aspen and Snowmass for like a two or three day weekend after we had done a week at the ranch, so there was a little pampering and restaurants, and it wasn't all just uh, you know, uh, bean, rice and beans and, uh, and, uh, card games at night, but it was mostly that. And for the kids, it was that anyway, because what's the difference between being in a ranch house versus being in a motel room or a hotel room. So I got to know these summer vacation partners pretty well. There were, uh, two boys and a girl and the girl was one year older than me. And the two boys were both one year and two years younger than my sister. So I was close in age to the oldest girl. My sister was closer in age to the two boys, but the two boys were nuts. At least the youngest one was fucking nuts. And the younger one, or the the year younger than my sister one, was kind of weird. He was really shy, really quiet. And... um Really liked to hang out with his mom. So he was always wanting to go be with his mom. And the other one was a fucking nightmare. And the older girl wasn't that much better. I mean, she liked to rip the legs off of insects and stuff. I mean, she had some quirks. Um, but this was the family that we went on four or five something consecutive vacations with in the summertime. So... I knew Kathleen and uh, and Sean and Jason very well. And <clears throat> I even knew Bob and Netta also very well. Bob's one of the first adults I ever played on a golf course with because at the age of 11 or 12, when I was good enough to play on a bigger course but intimidated by playing with adults, well, at the trip to Snowmass... They let me rent some clubs and play in their foursome with, I don't remember who the fourth guy was, some guy from the hotel. And I mean, it was a big deal to me. And Bob could play golf. So the fact that these guys were going to let a kid like me play golf with them, it's still one of my favorite memories with my dad. So these are trips that always had a lot of resonance. And, uh, and we're, I mean, my family's, my mom and Dad really got got along very well with Bob and Netta. They were really, really good friends. And as kids, we all got along. Even, you know, when I was watching Kathleen rip legs off grasshoppers, which was awful. But, okay. Where am I going with this? Well, the last year we all went 
somewhere together. And this could have been 12, but it's 11 or 12, somewhere in that range. For me, um, Kathleen brought a friend. A friend from Naples, Florida. And I couldn't quite get clear at the age that I was that there were two Naples, one in Italy, one in Florida. I thought, well, if you had one in Italy already, how could you name another one in Florida? That didn't make sense to me. So I was always kind of curious if they were bullshitting me and that she was actually from Italy, but she had strawberry blonde hair and looked like she was from goddamn Florida, so of course she was from Florida. But I don't even know how that she was friends with, with Kathleen. But this little girl... Oh my God, did I fall in love with her the second I saw her. And Kathleen was pretty cute too. Kathleen turned out to be a super runway model looking woman. But her friend from Florida was my first real crush. And I crushed hard on this girl. Like I started writing her name in a notebook. I can remember, oh my God. I don't remember her name at this point either. I think it was Jenny, but mm, right. Of course it was Jenny. Um... But we we were we watched uh, the Bee Gees perform Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band in a movie called, I think the Bee Gees perform Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, some cheesy movie. I actually have it on video, but I we we arranged the seats like it was in a conference room in the in the hotel, and we arranged the seats like movie theater seats. And I forced myself in the middle because that way, for sure, I was going to be sitting next to, well, we'll call her Jenny. Ooh, I wonder if my sister would remember her name. Maybe. And my sister didn't come to this. So it was just me, Kathleen, and quote-unquote Jenny. Well, I did everything I could to just maneuver my pinky next to Jenny so that it would be touching her without touching her. Like the ultimate pussy move for a fifth, sixth grader. But whatever. In this little moment of uh, obvious uh, inclination toward Kathleen's friend, Jenny, well, Kathleen picked up on the fact that I was attracted to her, that I thought she was cute or whatever. And here we are in fifth or sixth grade. And Kathleen and I have never, well, we played doctor once when we were like in first grade. I mean, young. We were young. And, uh, and then never anything since. Until this moment when... I'm just falling in love with this girl from Florida. For the first time ever, I am crushing hard on a girl. And uh, and so then, the next day, we're playing in the pool. We're playing a game underwater where you just say something underwater and everybody else tries to figure out what you said. And Kathleen keeps saying, John loves Jenny. <laughs> and neither one of us will admit that we understand what the fuck Kathleen is saying. We're just like, wait, what are you saying? <laughs> oh, my God. I had forgotten all about that until I was trying to think back on my very first crushes. And that's it. I mean, aside from Farrah Fawcett, who I guess kind of counts. <laughs>